be back. Get away from her, you bitch! We all go a little mad sometimes. Welcome back to Sequel Harder, the podcast where we talk about great movies and their awful sequels. This is episode two of our miniseries Sequel Failure, where we're going to talk about movies that were supposed to be franchises, but... Never made it. Never made it past the first. Never made it past the first one. This time we're talking about the... 2008 Wanted. 2008 2008 movie Wanted, starring Angelina Jolie and James McAvoy. I did not realize that McAvoy was in this, because when it came out, I didn't know who he was. He wasn't that big of a name, yeah. And I never watched it. And you know what's interesting? He's got got an American accent in this. And And it wasn't bad. And it wasn't bad. No, not by any means. But uh, in all of his more modern stuff... He's he's still got his he, well he's he's Scottish isn't he? Yeah, I think so. And, but then he does an English accent for a lot of for things. for a lot of things. Yeah, but it's but it, he rarely does nowadays. He rarely does an American accent. Right. It's kind of funny that British accents can be can just sort of anywhere, and it's sort of it's almost just not even. Yeah. Noticeable, but somebody comes out with a Scottish accent and uh, <laughs> like, wait, a minute, where, where are you? From? <laughs> uh, it's very distinctive. Yeah, I love a Scottish accent. I can listen to Scottish accents all day. Uh, so yeah, I never saw this movie until last week or whatever. It wasn't a big draw. Well, I guess when it came out, it just seemed to get a little bit of a backlash. Like, oh, it's kind of a silly movie. Yeah, and uh, Angelina Jolie's not a big draw for me. Mm-hmm. So I just never made a made a point to see it. How about you? I, I, I yeah, I never saw it in theaters. I was this was I was a busy point in my life where I was going to school and at the time started film and and was working and so I just I didn't see a whole lot of movies. I did watch it just as a rental on like a Friday night or something when I had nothing to do. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, Angelina Jolie's not really like that big of a draw for me. But uh, this, I gotta say, this this is the best she's looked in that time period of movies. I guess, and I kept wanting to like think she was looking good, but every time you got a good look at her, it's like she's still just <laughs> stupid, skinny, and bony. <laughs> I and no, stupid. I know, but it's, but mm-hmm. in everything else, they they always do that whole like like they accentuate her lips and this right. and that because she's got like enormous lips <laughs> yeah. and, and I feel like this was the most like dressed down normal Angelina right. Jolie that I've seen yeah. where I was sort of like looking back on this I was like oh she really is attractive like she can be she, in the well, right, that's what I'm saying and, yeah. and like and everything else they, they over sexualize her too much yeah. and like in this it seemed like it was the bare minimum and I was like <laughs> okay that's, that's kind of like attractive yeah, yeah. I, I did see that Mr. and Mrs. Smith just because yeah. You know, I'm, I'm Mr. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. In fact, I yeah, I used to be married and for some occasion or other, my ex got us Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Smith, Smith t-shirts. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So this is directed by Timur Bekamenbiptov. Yeah. Is this his first American movie I saw? Yeah. yeah. And right. So he didn't speak a lot of English he's from, or? He's from Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, oh, he did Kazakhstan. the Night Watch and Day Watch. Right. Uh, IMDb says a frustrated office worker learns that he is the son of a professional assassin and that he shares his father's superhuman killing abilities. Superhuman killing abilities. <laughs> when 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 they they mentioned that like 
Okay, so the main character has these like panic attacks and he's constantly taking like anti-anxiety meds. Right. But then they're like, oh no, that's just your heart beating at 400 beats per minute. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, have you ever had like 150 beat per minute? Like, you feel like you're going to just keel over and die. Yeah. Like 180 or something. At 400, your heart would just explode out of your chest. It's not even like, it's not even possible. No. And so that's the thing. There's this whole supernatural angle to this whole movie, which yeah. really kind of turned bullets me off. And, yeah. yeah. You know, in the, in the opening scene when his father or who we think is his father yeah. is getting shot at from across the, the, uh, street and yeah. he's on the top of a high rise and he just runs and bursts through, bursts through yeah. the window, jumps over the street to the other building and kills the guys. It's like, and, and and this is somehow hereditary genetically. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yet, yet the the fraternity uh, that has like been doing all these assassinations has only been around for a thousand years. Right. It's like so people had now, all just, these abilities before, and no one ever right. like. Do they did they just recruit the people with special abilities, or did they somehow imbue people with? That's special what I'm saying. It's like this just this whole backstory on this is just so sloppy, and yeah. like it just seems like an attempt to be like a really deep philosophical like like oh we restore order to the to the nature yeah. of the universe and this and that but then it just does a shitty job of explaining itself and and nothing makes sense and it's it blurs the lines between reality and supernatural and yeah it's just a the whole but thing hey if you get morgan freeman to explain it yeah. why anyway, right? <laughs> tell me more morgan I would like to hear about this <laughs> society of ancient yeah which it just makes sense that it was like all of a sudden now it's like he's running it in some factory and like what new york or something or yeah, like, like a textile mill. Yeah, and like right. when it started in some monastery in like France like a thousand years ago or <laughs> the whole thing doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. So James McAvoy plays Wesley Gibson. He just works as an office drone, kind of like an office space kind of deal. That, the, the beginning of this has a lot of that. It, it felt like it was trying too hard to be um, – The Matrix? No, not The Matrix. I, I, I see what you're saying that. Yeah. A little bit like that, but more so with uh, Tyler Durden. Oh, uh, Oh, Fight Club, thank yeah. you, yeah. Want to hear something sad? I need an ergonomic keyboard to keep my repetitive stress injury in check. Just the fact that I repeat something enough that it causes me stress is fucking sad. It just seemed like it, sure. was, try it was trying to be this, like, smart, like, let me break down my office coworkers and why this woman is shit and li my life is a mess. And it's like, yeah. with all this, like, witty banter and dialogue and stuff like right. that, I'm just like... And this sort of hyper-stylized shooting. Yep, yep. Because when he... When he Attacks Chris Pratt and hits him with the keyboard. Yep. The little keys caps fly off and they just slow-mo say, fuck you. Or yeah, whatever. with the tooth being the you. It's, yeah. yeah. As you said, he, he takes pills for anxiety. His friend Barry is played by Chris Pratt, who is also fucking his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't write down who plays. Oh, is it the girlfriend? That's, that's is the girl, we yeah, yeah. About, yeah. We, we know her from uh, Alien vs. Predator, too. <laughs> that's right. Kristen, <laughs> Kristen, Kristen Hager. Hager. Uh, and she's just nasty as a girlfriend yeah she's just she's just she wants a better life but she's just rude and terrible and yeah. she wants him to wants james mcavoy to provide her a better life and but at the same time she's sleeping with chris pratt who's just fucking weird and yeah gross and in this like, movie like this is like fat chris pratt yeah exactly you know, Parks and Rec, chris <laughs> pratt. and so angelina jolie finds wesley and tries to recruit him uh she plays a character called fox yeah right um I heard that she she had the writer. So 
she she wanted to be in on this movie, and so she had the writer from uh, Tomb Raider come and, and create that character for her, and sort of punch it up to be like a very similar creator character to like the the Laura Croft okay kind of thing. I didn't get that, but okay. Yeah, you, you didn't get Laura Croft from Fox. No. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I did read that she did want it to be not very sexualized. Yeah, yeah, and not even in it that much, you know. Because mm. um, I think she she just she just had a kid recently. Oh, this really? is like her first action movie after having okay. a kid. Yeah. Uh, so she brings. Uh, so she saves um, Wesley yeah. from getting assassinated, and there's this ridiculous car chase. Where she's driving, and she's got a she's driving a Viper, I think, right? Uh, like a Viper or a Corvette or something. Something. something I think like it's a that. Viper. Yeah. And she uh, is hanging out on the hood, shooting backwards, yeah, and still steering with her, with her, with feet, her foot, yeah, for, and then uh, holding him back with her other foot, yeah, like, and, and just, I mean, just showing that the, 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 these assassins can do superhuman things yeah um she brings him to the hideout and it's uh, morgan freeman plays sloan he's the head of the assassins the person who is quote attacking is this guy cross yeah. who is the one who killed who is supposed to be wesley's dad and we'll just spoil it right now cross is actually his dad yeah. here's my problem with this movie yeah. is that um i think that's my catchphrase <laughs> here's my problem with this um it, there's only one. There's only one side to it. There's no. There's no main villain to this fraternity. It's just a fraternity, and they, yeah. they do things. They there's, do, and that's the thing is most of these time. Most of the times, there is always like there's a fraternity, and then some clan of people hunting the fraternity or something. Yeah. No, this is just literally like an internal struggle. And the, and here's the thing. So they've been. They were formed a thousand years ago to kill people to make sure the world goes in the right direction. Yeah. Right. That's why they're good. Yeah. Based on this this weaving loom. Right. That, yeah. How? Who's sending them the message? It's like fate is sending yeah, yeah, them the yeah. instructions on who to kill. Who? Like how? Where's that? The universe. The universe is the just universe. the way the way the right. the loom happens. It's like and it's kind of it reminds me of um, Minority Report with yeah. that weird ball system for yep, figuring yep. out what's going on. And it's like way too complicated and stupid. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like anytime you have this like secret society, there's always like you look at like um, um, which might even honestly be a movie that we talk about later is yeah. the um, uh, Assassin's Creed movie. Sure, it's like there's there's this you know brotherhood, and then there's this like other people fighting them and and trying to kill them, mm -hmm. and then that movie Jumper that we'll probably talk about at some right. point. There's the like paladins and then the 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 jumpers and the, like they're fighting it's yeah there's always two you know you got the the d vampires versus the lichens exactly you know? but no this is just some weird fraternity that is and then the, the whole movie is just a this is why this is why i think this movie is not set up to have sequels okay. even though even though i'm sure they would love to this is the first thing where i'm like okay this is not set up to do sequels I felt that way too because it ends with everybody dead. That was the other major thing. So he like if if Morgan Morgan Freeman gets away at the end of the movie. So so to spoil this entire thing, Morgan Freeman has been at some point the loom said that Morgan Freeman needs to die. Right. And so he hid that and then he figured if the if the universe wants to kill me then I'm going to get rich killing other people. And so he starts taking like contract for hire jobs and pretending like the looms. Right. Picking them and he that's how they get rich and all this and and then he 
you know, he gets caught, and that, that's the whole reason that Cross defects is because uh, Cross is, you know, realizes that like, out. all these people they've been killing, it's just it's just to satisfy, you know, money for for Sloan. Right. And then at the end of the movie, Sloan gets away. And, and does he? No, he does until oh. until he comes to hunt down. Like, if they just ended the movie with, you know, um, sort of a, almost like a cliffhanger-esque where McAvoy survives, but everyone else is dead, but Sloan gets away, then then you could say, okay, this is right for sequels. It's right. like, uh, he's got to go hunt down. He's got to rebuild this fraternity and then hunt Sloan down. That's at least one sequel right there. Right. But sure. no, they, he Sloan comes to to hunt down McAvoy, and, yeah. and it's he a kills trap him and, in the same way the other guy got killed. Yeah, in the beginning. it's a bookend, yeah. and then it's done. Like this is not set up to be sequels. Yeah, even though they intended to, they, it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, and so let's talk about bending bullets. <laughs> that was <laughs> I'm the, sure we can talk a long time yeah, about this. Yeah, that was the big thing about this movie was that you know. If you swing your arm as you're shooting the gun, you can shoot a bullet around something and hit the thing behind it. Yeah. And uh, not only does that not work, but they then she uses it at the end to kill – she shoots one bullet and it kills like a dozen people standing in a circle, and then including herself. And so, yeah. I, which which was uh, that was a stipulation by Angelina Jolie is that her character had to do that really yeah, or had to like kill herself okay. because it was you know she was so adamant that like oh well that character like if she realized that she had been killing people unjustly then she would what she would take herself out fair enough so there's a whole bunch of scenes once they get McAvoy on board and start training him there's a whole bunch of scenes and I, I get it like they they tie him to a chair and beat him up okay. yeah it's toughening him up. Fine. You got to learn how to take a hit and all yeah. this kind of stuff. I get that. I like. I kind of like the idea that they've got this healing bath thing because if you're running yeah, assassins yeah. and assassinations and doing all this stuff, you're going to get beat up and you need yep. you need your mana potions to get you back. Yeah, they, they got their. Uh, yeah, it's like some sort of like weird wax bath. Yeah, or something yeah, yeah. It like hardens. And, right. Um, <laughs> who knows? But. They keep doing things like shoot the wings off the fly. Um, you know, do this. Do. They keep just telling him to do things. Yeah. You know, grab the loom on yeah. the, or grab the shuttle on the loom yeah. without getting your hand sliced up. No instruction as to how. It's just do it. And they just keep yelling at him to do it until he does it. Right. I just find that sort of training to be frustrating in a movie. Right. Like, oh, you mean here, like, do this impossible you, thing? I can't. Just do it. You mean? Oh, okay. You mean like in the uh, the new. Uh Star Wars. You gonna movies. keep throwing Star Wars at me? <laughs> in the new Star Wars movies, where characters just learn things because they need to learn them in that moment and not actually train them. Like what? I mean, you're right, but no, the whole the whole thing, thing of like Ray being like held captive and all of a sudden oh. she starts having like <laughs> these like crazy Jedi powers of like as force persuasion. Our, and this as and I that. said in our Superman episode, it's the Force. <laughs> it's the Force. <laughs> well, okay, you can definitely t- complain about she she picks up things that she probably has no reason to pick up, yeah. but and that's fine. That's a valid complaint. But I'm just saying when you're training somebody, telling them to do it is not training them. You know, you can no, yeah, say, okay, yeah, 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 concentrate, think, picture this in your mind or just whatever. Give yeah. me some just, just do this. Right. Here, yeah. Achieve this, this goal. Right. And like, well, how do this I do thing that, that right? you previously thought was impossible. Yeah. They don't, they don't explain them. Like they keep telling them like shoot bullets and bend them. It's yeah. Like, well, how? Right. <laughs> right. Like, no, just do it. Oh, do I do it with my mind? I'm going like, no, to stand you, in you, front you of the pig. So you have to like, do yeah. it or you're going to kill me. Right. It's like, just also the way they move their arms, it would just cause the bullet to keep going further from the target. 
right. wouldn't like go out and then back in. It right. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, it's not like throwing a curveball. Yeah, where like it spins fast. Yeah. Enough. No, because the not bullet's like, already spinning. Yeah, but the, the way the bullet's spinning, it's it's spinning in a direction to keep it going forward without moving. Right. But yeah. Then some of those some of those bullets they fire like probably twenty miles away is just so unrealistic. Yeah, they've got that whole contraption where he's looking through the telescope. There's no way he'd be able to see what. No, like the someone moves three the inches in and the they way. go they go out of his frame of view. <laughs> right. Yeah, this movie was just it was written as sort of just like on a whim of like, oh, that will look cool and that yeah. will look interesting. Now, and was this based on a comic or something? I think it was. Yeah. I'm sure most of the things we'll talk about will be just comics that just never went anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or books or comics that never went yeah. anywhere. The, there's the Russian guy that runs the, the healing baths. Yeah. And there's a scene where he shows Wesley uh, that he put a bomb on a rat. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, that comes back. Yeah. It's like, why are, why are you showing? He yeah. like wakes him up. He's like, hey, check this out. Yeah. And then just like straps a bomb to a rat and then runs and just blows it up. And you're like... The fuck are you showing this for? Right. I mean, that's just so clearly a Chekhov's gun. Yeah, exactly. This movie just tried to be too clever. It did. It yeah. tried to be too cool and too clever. Yeah. Um, there's So Turn Stamp shows up. Uh, I guess he's a guy that they have to kill or they have to get some information from or something. He's, he's like part of the original fraternity, but like it, he's like a priest at the monastery or something. Oh, right. Like, yeah. I kind of lost the thread yeah. there. <laughs> what, like what was going on and um, who he was. And so Wesley goes in there by himself to confront him. And as he comes out and he's kind of got the jump on Wesley, he comes out of this little room or little hallway. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Angelina Jolie is behind him. Like, yeah. how did you get into that closet behind him without him knowing? <laughs> I don't understand I, how that works. She's an assassin. Uh, you clearly did not get the movie, Dave. No, I did not. If they can bend bullets, then she can bend herself to get the room <laughs> into a weird She's place. thin enough. Yeah. And in the in the end, the, the shot where uh, Wesley kills Sloan from eight miles away, yeah. they do this thing where the bullet goes through... Barry's energy drink. Yeah. And his boss, it goes through the donut hole of his boss's I donut. know. <laughs> it was, it, the whole thing's a mess. It it, is. Here, here's the other thing was that um, I, there's nowhere to take this movie because the, the, like they, they do such a, like a world building for this where like they've got their baths and they've got their, their bullet bending and all that mm-hmm. stuff. You've pretty much shown everything. There's nowhere to like, there's nothing to explore. And then you killed everybody in the fraternity. Right. And there's no other like fraternity to fight against. Yeah. There's nowhere to take this. Yeah. Like I don't see, unless you, you'd have to just start making things up. Granted, everything's made up, but I mean like you'd have to just start like just creating things from scratch. There's, there's no built in jumping off point for a second movie. Yeah. So that's, that made me think that I, I mean, how could, how could you make a sequel to it? They really, there's no room. They painted themselves into a corner. Yeah. But it is, but it is a comic. So then I'm sure the intentions were yeah. like, uh, why would the loom give Sloan's name? Because, um, before he went bad. Yeah, that's good. Well, that sort of seemed ambiguous to me. Maybe he went bad and then the loom gave his name. I don't uh, know. Yeah. That should have been explained better. Yeah. That is true. And then it gave everybody else's in the assassins. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess because they were killed. But it was like, but it, they're, un, they're unknowingly doing this. Does that make them bad? Does that make them worthy of being killed? Or I guess the universe just needs to correct itself and get rid of them. Yeah. Or, but here's the thing fate or the universe. Is- but the, the universe allows them to exist in the first place. Right. So it's not like the universe is against killing. No. 
So I don't know. Who knows? And, and isn't the universe smart enough to know that if it gives Sloan's the only one that sees the name come off the loom? Yeah. If he sees his own name, is he just going to blindly say "Okie doke, I'm done"? Yeah, but that's. <laughs> but I feel like that's. I don't. I don't know if that's the universe. I think. I think it's not so much the universe is a conscious thing, but it's more sort of like they're just sort of. It's sort of. The way things are unfolding causes the loom to – so it's not like it's an actual being or entity that's like looking into the future and giving them – it's more sort of like the like – This just, is just, just what needs how, to happen. How the cookies crumble like shows the yeah. future and, and, he, and someone figured out how to read it. Not like it was ever intended to be read. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah, you're right though. There, there is a large amount of world building that could have been cool. Yeah. But uh, they just, they give you everything, yeah, and then there's nowhere to go from there. Right. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no point in the movie where they ex- like start to explain something and then stop short. Where you're like, oh, maybe we'll learn about that in the next movie, yeah, or the yeah. back history of that, yeah. or like, no, we, we pretty much have given you everything right. there is to know about this world. The movie that did this better was Kingsman. Yes, another comic book, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, even even in, even in like Men in Black, there'd be times where sure. they would like sort of semi explain something, and then it'd be like, oh, well, don't touch that, don't you don't want <laughs> you don't want to unleash this, yeah, or unleash yeah, yeah. that, or oh, don't do this, right. or, yeah, oh, that guy, don't, yeah, 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 and so like you said, they don't have a rival organization. Yep. The only quote enemy in this is Cross, and we barely see him. Like yep. there's no, and he's gone. There's, there's no presence. The there's there's no one that no one else knows this this fraternity exists. Yeah. Except for him. And that's it. Yeah. Like I said, you'd you'd have to start making things up and to be like, oh, well, there was another like secret, secret division of the fraternity that exists in China. And it's like, oh, wait, this is who's actually sending the names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what do we uh, also they killed an entire train full of people. That was another thing. This this is very this was our argument in Die Hard where we were like, there's so much like in order to take out this one bad person, yeah. there's so much collateral damage that happens. Right. Yeah. Like that that one dude okay, this was the other stupid thing. That fucking guy in the, the limo. Yeah. The the businessman he sent to kill. Oh yeah. And it, like he shoots he like he his car pulls up to it, McAvoy's car pulls up, and he gets his gun out and he sees the his target in the limo and he yeah. fires and it's bulletproof glass. Right. And the guy just looks at him and laughs. He chuckles. He yeah. chuckles, like, ah, you can't get me. It's like you wouldn't be like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. Someone's trying to it's like, oh, I'm I'm impervious with my bulletproof Ha-ha. limo. Right. But yet I have the fucking roof open because I'm smoking a cigar. Yeah. And then they flip the car like over <laughs> and it's in midair. He fires up from the convertible into the top of the limo, hits the guy and and know. then lands the car. And they flip the car because uh, Angelina is driving another car. She's that driving has, like, like a, a low end Corvette. Low, that, yeah. Right, that's that, got like a, it's got a ramp nose on yeah. it or something. Oh, that was ridiculous. And that's the thing is I like kind of over the top action. And, yeah. yeah. And I, I have nothing wrong with like stylized action. Felt like they went too far with this, you know. Yeah, I mean, like there was, there was the, some of the cool stuff was like the the scene where in the beginning where she's she like before McAvoy becomes an assassin and she's saving him, and she spins the car and opens the door and right. he, like knocks him into the car and she keeps <laughs> that was like funny. You're like no, oh, that's pretty cool. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting. Uh-huh. But like, there's no there's other than that other than these like gimmicky shots. There's no substance to the movie. Yeah, I never once felt. Any sort of sympathy for the character or for like... And the dialogue was terrible, as an example. Every job has a perfect weapon. Well, I'm the perfect weapon. I'm the perfect weapon. Jesus. Too much shaky cam. Someone's full of them, though. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
The shaky cam in this was just constant yeah. and, and annoying. You know what I read was the uh, this is the first movie to ever use. Okay, this is kind of funny. This is the first movie to ever use on set the Red One cameras, the original Reds. Oh, really? But none of the footage of it ever made it into the movie. Oh, really? <laughs> they, they shot with it as like extra B cameras, but then they were like, oh, let's not use it. Huh. Speaking of Kingsman, Mark Millar did this comic as yep. well as Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, and I th- he's he's in the movie, isn't he? Is he? I think so. or no. I mean, there, there's some subtle references to him. There's yeah. like uh, one of the characters the, at the end, the the office cubicle that when he spins the chair around, Mark Morgan Freeman, the, the the name says like J.K. Millar. Or something. Oh, okay. It's like, two, it's like two of the writers' names okay. mashed together. That's funny. Or J.G. J, J. Jones right there. J.G. J. G. Millar was the name of the okay. cubicle office. At the yeah. End. Right. This was the director's first English language in English language film. Yeah. And I, what was what was the other one we did that was like that? Oh, yeah. Um, the the Alien movie. Alien. Yes. Alien uh, third one. Third, yeah. No, because that's Fincher. Oh, fourth, uh, Alien four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And it shows. Like, the dialogue is clunky. It's yeah. not good. Like, yes, that is good. That is good dialogue. You're like, yeah. is it? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, yeah. I wrote this. Read it. It's like, I am the weapon of mass destruction. And apparently in the comic, uh, Fox is supposed to be Catwoman. Really? Yeah. Or it's hinted at that she might be Catwoman. Interesting. Yeah. So who? I could see her playing Catwoman. Yeah. yeah that would yeah, be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not now. It's not like, now. She's too old now. Ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago, yeah. Although I, the way she the way she would deliver Catwoman dialogue would be really weird. <laughs> well, she'd really have to like uh, what's who's the one that did it in the TV show? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Julie Newmar. She'd really have to yeah. Julie Newmar it up. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I could, that I could see. That I could see actually. Lots of purring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Although yeah, they, who knows, you end up with a, you end up with a Halle Berry Catwoman. It's like yeah, you could, you could have just been just as terrible. <laughs> it's all about how you do it. Um, what are we missing here? So let's talk about the box office, right? It was. So we talked about all the reasons why it didn't work. Let's Here's th- the funny thing: the budget was seventy five million. It probably, I think, it probably made one hundred twenty, hundred. It made one hundred thirty four yeah. US three forty one world. Yeah, I mean, it made a ton of money, but. I guess critically, I, I feel like they thought it would have made more, and and yeah. you know how se- that's the, that's the time period where sequels were diminishing returns. And yeah. It's like it would have to have made like three hundred million right. for them to be the, like the next one would have cost more, and and, and, and then less. made a little bit less. Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, I, I noted that because he does he he keeps googling himself. Yeah. Or in Googling, and it's like it's a fun, kind of a funny joke that yeah. it doesn't turn up anything. But there's no way a Google search on a name turns up nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's somebody. There's there's especially that name. What was it? Wesley. Yeah, Wesley something. Gibson. It, Gibson. I guarantee there's probably fifty thousand. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try it. Yeah. 20, Twenty-one million results. Yeah. But but the, the the number one result is the character from. Sure. Yeah. All right. So if we go past all that. <laughs> uh, Wesley Gibson from St. Mary's College. There if, he is. If you were listening out there. Hey, Wesley. Yeah. How you doing? How are, oh, oh no. 404. Uh, yeah. There's no – can you – well, no. I have searched on stuff that didn't return any results on Google, but it's rare. Oh, it's it's got to be really obscure, some combination of words that – Yeah. But I feel like it's – but here, did he do quotations? Because it's like – Oh. I mean, I, it's you're still going to come up with a ton of things. I'm saying yeah. like – uh, 121,000 results. 
with quotes around the two words. So yeah. that's okay. But still, that's not. That's zero. funny. Like I said, it's a funny bit where if you search your own name, you don't find anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just showing. It's again. It's like Fight Club. It's showing how meaningless his life is. Yeah. What did you rate this? Thing? Well, let's here. Let's talk about where we would take it. Okay. Um. And who? Yeah, who? Who you'd want to give it to? The if premise you... has potential. Yeah. I would. I would make Fox a little more likable and more give her more of a relationship with Wesley. Well, she, oh, oh, you, oh, so, okay. She was very standoffish. Yeah. yeah. And I. I think Angelina wanted it that way. Yeah. But I. It just makes the movie. I don't care about her or him. All right. So you got. You got to make two sequels to this. What do you? Where do you? Take? Oh, okay. Oh, I see. So the movie's. Yeah. The movie is as is. But we. The movie's as is. It's. It's now. It's now at least 2010. Jeez. What. What do you? Where do you take it? And, and the who, only character who do you left is. Is Wesley. Hey, Wesley, yeah. So he's running the thing now. Yeah. He started his own um, little fraternity. He starts his own fraternity. Maybe he's got a different uh, philosophy yeah. toward how he runs it. He doesn't just blindly follow the loom. Mm-hmm. He, he has some other way of deciding who to kill. Yeah. Well, maybe he's more objective about who he, – he wants to do a little research, make sure that the loom's giving him good information. Sure. Uh, or maybe he's got a new source. Who knows? No, it's um, always the loom. It's, it's the loom. always <laughs> the loom. Come on, man. Um, yeah, and he does does a little research on it, and 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 he's and and maybe the original fraternity, like you know the the monks the or whatever, monks. they don't like that he's not applying the the rules. Yeah, correctly. so you could you could go either way. That you could say that he breaks away from the original monks, yeah. or he goes back to them for information and inspiration. Yeah, you know. But then who's the villain? Then who's the villain, right? So if you go the first way, then the monks could be the villain. Yeah, yeah. If you go the second way, then like you said, there's a there's another shadow organization. Yeah. You you could go the you could go the John Wick route where everyone's out to get him. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's other organizations of the fraternity. There's a dog. He gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a puppy and it dies. No. Um, no. He's he's the last of that fraternity, but there's other fraternities, other branches of the fraternity, and they yeah. they they want to extinguish him because he's part of this corrupt fraternity or something. Right. Right. So they're all out to hunt him. Sure. Yeah. Right. Like that's it. Like how could this one fraternity in New York? Do everything. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, weird. There's, there's it start, starts out yeah. in Europe, and then all of a sudden, oh, we're moving our headquarters now to Europe. It's or to New York. It's yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Or Chicago. I think it was like Chicago. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, make it more fun. Yeah, <laughs> I would uh, let's just see. try. Just try to be like. Just embrace what you are. Try to be less like Tyler Durden's like right. mopey, like deep thought. Maybe give a little bit more background to how they got the superpowers. Yeah. And just sort of expand that a little bit more. What yeah. else can they do? Right. It's right. Like give, if if give their me. heart can beat super fast and they can slow down time, it's like there's got to be other weird things. And obviously they can jump really far. Yeah. Which was never really shown any other time than that one guy in the beginning jumping really far. Right. Like the rest of the time they, they get hurt constantly and they're like they – they still have to like duck under things, and there's that weird part where he's like, they're on the train, him and him and Fox, and then he jump. She goes under, and he jumps over, and he bursts through the railing. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. When he, does that over, he jumps over thing? the bridge, and, yeah, he jumps over the bridge, and he like railing, he kicks yeah. he kicks over the railing. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, come on, dude, there's no <laughs> way that's possible. Yeah, they did a lot of train stuff in this. Yeah, 
they're training. They're like training on trains. Yeah. Um, and his first assignment was while they were riding the top of the train, that he was going to shoot the guy through the window. Yep. And he doesn't because he's like, well, you know, who knows what that guy would do yeah. or what he is. And so she convinces him that, oh, well, he's a child molester or whatever it was. You know, I don't think she even said that. That She yeah. just she just she told him the that Loom always knows better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is she yeah. didn't even give him an answer. She was just like, yeah. she was like, well, uh, I, you know, there was once a judge whose daughter like well that was the thing there was a little girl and you're like oh that was you yeah yeah. <laughs> it once was a little girl okay yeah. we're talking about her now yeah uh, yeah so who could direct a sequel to this I mean Fincher's Fincher could do it like you said he's already in that sort of mindset yeah what they were trying to do who directed The Kingsman oh yeah Matthew Vaughn Oh, Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, he yeah. could totally do it. What else is he? He's done. Oh, he did Kick Ass. Kick Ass, yeah. X Men First. Oh, Class. he could definitely do it then. They're, totally. Yeah. He's all over this stuff. He's he's uh, Mr. McAvoy himself. That's uh, right. With uh, the X Men. Yeah. Kingsman 3. Oh, man. What? And Flash Gordon. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it. I, I gave this one a 6 as well. Yeah. I kind of liked watching it. I, there's a lot of problems with it, yeah. but some of the scenes were pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll give it the same. Six. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these are going to be... Well, no, no, not the next one. No. <laughs> but I feel like mo- a, a good portion of these movies will be about a six. They were just... They were okay enough to get made, but mm-hmm. then they're just not good enough to be yeah. sequel. This one, just, this one doesn't just like... It doesn't hang together. It yeah. kind of falls apart in a lot of ways. IMDb gave it a 6.7. And uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 71%. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So it, overall, it did okay, and it made money, but yeah. it just didn't, uh, not good enough to keep going with it. He shares his father's super... I love how sometimes they just they, they miss the point of <laughs> like the synopsis. Yeah. is so succinct that it just misses the point of the movie. <laughs> right. That he shares his father's superhuman killing abilities. Like, oh, that's, that's the entire movie? Is he just like, ah, my dad's a superhuman... <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, they don't even mention the whole, like, fraternity of assassins. I know. Sort of the point of it. Like, I don't want to watch that. That sounds boring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when he started doing the voiceover in the beginning, I'm like, oh, shit, he's doing an American accent. Yeah. And I was like, all right. It's not bad. Yeah. Like, it's not annoying me. It was the sort of, like, uh, Hugh Laurie type of accent yeah. where it's it's a generic American accent, yep, yep. which is fine. I'll, I'll take that over Eddie Izzard. <laughs> quit, quit hitting down Eddie. <laughs> I love Eddie Izzard. I know. Just oh, yeah. stop. Tony P. And the Cowboys. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this one? Not that I can think of. We <laughs> talked about where we would take it. We talked about who we'd give it to. We talked about what made it not work. We talked about things we liked about it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find a whole bunch of other podcasts like this over at neozaz.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sequel Harder. And you can email us at sequelharder at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Have you heard the news? Bad things coming to things.